Do you ever wonder what it's like on the other side of the couch? Do you ever get curious about the conversations therapists have with one another? Or are you a therapist who loves to hear others talk about our work? If the answer is yes to any of these, you're in the right place. This is Therapy Talk, the place where therapists discuss therapy. I'm your host, Rachel Landman. Join me each episode where I invite my colleagues in the field to come discuss the work. Andrea, thank you so much for joining us this morning on this podcast. Oh, good morning, Rachel. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Let's get started by having you talk a little bit about your previous educational background and some of your previous professional background. Yeah. Well, I did my undergrad in psychology at the University of Tampa. Uh, it was then that I fell in love with working with kids, um, actually. Um, did a lot of internship at the children's museums, uh, daycares. I was working with kids for throughout uh, undergrad. Um, post undergrad, I discovered yoga and fell in love with it. Um, so I did a yoga teacher training uh, that was trauma informed in Costa Rica. I was uh, away for three weeks in the jungle, uh, doing a lot of trauma healing actually without even knowing. Uh, too much of it. In my undergrad, I wasn't taught too much about trauma healing, um, you know, nothing like that. So it was a beautiful, intense, transformative experience. It was beautiful to learn also about how trauma is stored in the body. We think of trauma as this abstract, emotional um, piece that we hold or that happens to us, but it is stored in the body. And through something like yoga, a practice that we do or we see very, you know, all the time everywhere, it was eye-opening. It was very eye-opening. It was there also that I learned about breath work and how healing a practice like breathing is. You know, we take it for granted because we do it every day. So it was a very transformative. And I also learned about the power of community. We were 24 women um, only. And, you know, being held by women who identify as women, of course, and, you know, being held in that space by a community, even though we didn't know each other, we didn't know our past, we didn't know our background. It was very intense, very beautiful. Which again, if we translate it to a little bit of what we do now, the power of group therapy, the power of workshops, the power of family, community, so healing. After that, I decided I wanted to pursue my master's. Um, so I went for a master's in counseling, psychology, mental health at college, Columbia University. Um, it took me two years and a beautiful, a beautiful program. It was mostly focused on adults. Uh, this is where I stopped working with kids or the emphasis in kids. Um, and here I am upon graduation. I did an inter uh, yeah, I actually did an internship at a community agency working with kids actually. So went back to kids after my two years masters, uh, until I found human told and here I am working with adults and kids. Got it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I, I didn't hear which school you went to. That part got skipped over. For my undergrad or for my master's? Your master's. A teacher's college, Columbia University. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for telling me a little bit about your background. What a fascinating story it has been. Yeah, well, thank you so much. Um, and yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I think uh, the different places I've been, the different, I would call it schools of learning um, that I have been exposed to or that I've participated in have been very key, not only in my professional development, but I think also my development as a human, um, you know, keeping in mind that I'm also an immigrant. I'm originally from Venezuela. I'd ever, you know, since I graduated high school in my country, moved to the U.S. for my undergrad, it's just been school after school. 
of learning. Every city has been a school of learning. Every experience, every people, every person I've encountered has been a school of learning. So it's been, it's been a journey, um, a beautiful journey, but it's been, it's been a journey. Yeah, absolutely. And you landed in the coldest, most difficult city. <laughs> but you know, there's challenges make you grow. That's what I always like to think of. This is a city that challenges you since day one. Uh, yeah, think back to the day that I moved. Um, yeah, it's 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 a city it's a city that challenges you, but there's a lot of beauty too. And it's again, it's a beautiful city. We love it. That's why we're here. Um, yeah, it's it's been yeah. Yeah, maybe Costa Rica is like heaven, but then New York is hell. But you know, hell's fun, right? <laughs> think about duality. Um, I always I always mention this in my sessions, you know, the concept of duality is a real thing and it's a beautiful thing. Two contradictory experiences, contradictory emotions, they can exist at the same time and you can hold space for both and enjoy them both, right? So then, you know, thinking about Costa Rica, the jungle, nature, um, seeing the stars and like not hearing any other sound but animals, beautiful, but then also being here with the challenge of the city, with the movement, it's beautiful in and of itself too. There's growth in both, there's beauty in both, there's evolution in both. Maybe there's sadness in both too. There's, you know, there's, so learning to hold space for that, right? The duality in everything we do and everything we feel, I think has been a key part of this process as well. And part of my journey and present ongoing journey too. Yeah, absolutely. So having had all of these different kinds of experiences, how do you feel each of them has influenced who you are as a therapist and who are you? as a therapist? Hmm. That's a really good question. I think, I think, honestly, full transparency, I think my yoga teacher training, my trauma-informed experience was key, was a key piece in my evolution in who I am. It gave me a lot of perspective. It taught me a lot about the importance of um, ancestral healing, how we carry trauma from our mom, from our grandma, because we've been in her wound and in our grandma's wound and, you know, all of this transgenerational trauma, but transgenerational healing as we heal our past with our mom, with our grandma, with our, we heal our future too, right? With the, the healing is backwards, but it's also forwards. Um, I think that, that, that again, that, that experience, it really changed me in a not only superficial external level, but within two. Since then, even though I did a, my master's was very scientific informed. Um, I've, I love, I love reading, you know, and I love learning again about trauma healing. I am a very spiritual person too. And I think there's a lot of power in spirituality. Um, a lot of what I've learned, not only in my yoga teacher training with the connection of mind and body, but after as a result of it is how, we have the power to heal ourselves with our mind, right? And, and that might sound cliche coming from a therapist, I know, but it is so true, right? We don't talk enough about energy. We don't talk enough about um, how our thoughts impact our day-to-day, -day, how we feel, how our thoughts can actually heal disease. Um, so it's been a journey of exploring, connecting more to that. Again, I have the, the scientific training. I, I've done it, um, the empirical base, all of that, I have it. But I think, again, the Costa Rica training kind of shed light into how fascinating and, and not talked enough is the, the more abstract piece of healing, right? The, the power they have, the power of the mind, the power of energy, the power of emotions. Uh, a lot of this is a lot of physical pain. It's just your body trying to tell you something, right? It's just your body trying to get you to pay attention. So I think 
that training again it, it it woke up this part of me that has never gone back to sleep and it's always hungry to know more about again how can we uh how is energy how can we use how can we use energy how can we use our words for healing how can meditation help how can breath work help how can you just paying attention to body ache or a sensation your intuition if you want to call it that way or your gut feeling how can that is healing too how can that shed light onto a lot of things that our bodies scream for us to see and pay attention to yeah yeah absolutely i i think you're hitting at something really important and, and very fascinating which on the one hand this idea of being very strict with one modality just usually doesn't really work for most people and having a bit more of an open mind and considering different aspects without imposing on the client but also showing the client these different ways of, of healing can be extremely beneficial um, especially movement is often not talked about enough like just going out for a walk or how empowering it can feel when you practice yoga and you finally are able to do a headstand or something like that it can feel so empowering especially when you've witnessed a lot of trauma trauma where you didn't have control and having control over your body through movement oftentimes presents as a fascinating healing opportunity. Yeah, no, and you touch a very interesting topic. One is not imposing anything on the client, which is really true, um, especially when, you know, when we talk about this alternative therapist, if you want to call it that, um, uh, it is, that is very true. Always respecting where the client is at or where they want to go, 100%. But also, objectively, the, the power of movement, uh, which is... It's true, right? Something as simple as going for a walk, dancing. I talk about dancing all the time. When we some, sometimes we tend to feel the most alive, right? That our inner child is having a blast um, inside of us. Dancing can be so big, and we take it for granted. So it doesn't require uh, going to a party. It doesn't require going to a club. You can just do a dance party in your living room, and it'll be the most healing thing you ever done for yourself that day. Uh, I. Like to think about the idea of micro victories, and I talk about it all the time too. Sometimes we have this idea in mind of this huge goal of what we want to accomplish, right? Oh, yes, I'm going to dance five days a week. I'm going to join a dance academy. I'm going to hire a professional dance trainer. What about if you dance just five minutes in your bathroom, for example, with the lights off so that you don't see yourself in the mirror and you see the benefits of it, right? Starting small. And maybe that's a victory of the day. Maybe that's a victory of the week, right? What impact is that going to have on you if you keep doing it? progressively slowly without putting too much pressure on it without it having to look a certain type of way um what would it look like what well, what benefits would it give you right but yeah movement 100 just stretching in the morning how does it feel it's like you're flushing your body and you're not doing much you're just stretching in your bed in your pjs without washing your face it feels like you're flushing energy is moving blood is circulating if we want to talk in more scientific terms it's very healing and once you fall in love with it, it, it doesn't, it's not so much as, oh, I have to do this. I have to work out. I should do this. I should, it's more if I want to, it becomes an, I want to statement. I want to do my stretching. I want to do my dancing. I want to go to yoga. I want to lift weights. So I think this is also an invitation for whoever is listening of what is it that you want? What is it that you like, right? Movement doesn't need to look a certain type of way. It doesn't need to be a gym or a, or a yoga membership, or you don't have to wear a cute outfit for it to be beneficial. It could be you in your living room doing whatever you like to do. Maybe you will dance to rock or pop or 
to you know jazz whatever it is that you like with nobody seeing you with no no one to judge you no one to have an opinion of it but just you to connect with you and enjoy whatever it feels like yeah I really love that it, it sounds like you're even bringing a lot of art and creativity into the room with you as a therapist art through dance art through movement um and I think that a lot of people think they have to follow these like very rigid um, protocols in order to feel better. Okay, I have to go to the gym for a minimum of 30 minutes or otherwise my endorphins don't fire up in my brain. Um, so I think it's it feels relieving to hear that you you can do it for five minutes and still reap the benefits of it. And that it's not about following any protocols, but in reality, it's much more about allowing yourself to be free to explore what feels good for as long as it feels good for yes that is so true and also the piece of connecting with you right ideally you do this because you enjoy it if you enjoy it for an hour then so be it but if you enjoy it for just five minutes then why force yourself to do something that it stops feeling good um it also makes me think of the idea of being present, right? When you're dancing, when you're working out, when you're practicing yoga, when you're engaging in breath work, when you're cooking a meal, you're present. Or ideally, we would hope that you, I would invite you to be present so that you feel the benefits of being here. We live in a very busy city, right? New York City is a city that's, it has a lot of movement. Wherever you are, you know, people are going, the subway's going, it just, the days are going, it just feels like it's going super duper fast. So a practice like this, it can bring, it can do so much. And again, it's, it's about allowing yourself to enjoy it, even if it's five minutes, five minutes of still, stillness, five minutes of dancing with your eyes closed, if it feels safe, five minutes of maybe hugging yourself, right? When you're on the, co on the couch, physical touch uh, from you to you. The practice of being present, the practice of connecting with you, the practice of not putting so much expectations, those shoot statements that we tend to love, uh, even though, you know, they're not, they're not serving us anymore. Um, and this changing the, the narrative to instead of I should do this, I have to, to want, I want to do this, I want to walk, I want to dance. Um, I think that the artistic practice that you're mentioned that we're talking about now, it's a way to connect with you at the end of the day, it's, that, that's exactly what it is, because you're not doing it for when you're dancing in the living room, you're not dancing for anyone, you're not, you're not dancing to be seen by anyone but by you, you're dancing to connect with you. Uh, even if you go to a yoga class, even if you're surrounded by people in the studio, you're connecting with your breath. You're not connecting to the people, to, to the people's breath, right? You're connecting with your breath. You're connecting with your soul. You're connecting with your body. You feel how it feels when you're a downward facing dog, for example. When you go to the gym, yes, you're surrounded by people, but you're connecting with your muscles. You're connecting with your strength. So I think if anything, uh, yes, there's a lot of benefits, biological chemical i'm not gonna deny them emotional but i think it's also the importance of connecting with you um that in this time and age i feel it's so easy to be disconnected right we have social media we have the train we're walking we have our airports we're listening to music to a podcast we're reading about we're so distracted sometimes in a beautiful way in a good way but sometimes because of life circumstances we're on autopilot so i think this is also what these practice practices sorry offer uh time to slow down and connect with you get to know you feel you uh and that can be so healing yeah absolutely i 100% love this so much andrea thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me today i think this was so insightful and wonderful to hear and what a unique perspective you have 
Oh, well, thank you so much for having me, Rachel. I'm truly honored uh, to be here. This was, this was great. It was beautiful. Thank you.